How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another installment of the Alex and Koku podcast. I'm Koku Asamoa. I'm Alex Lewis. And today we're getting serious. We're Ooh. talking about we're talking about politics. This is a this is an upscale podcast. <laughs> refined. We're a refined gentleman. And as refined gentlemen, we brought in we brought in another refined gentleman. Um, Absolutely. A good friend of mine. You want to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Nicholas Yuhas, but usually I go by Nick. So hey, shout out Yo. Nick. Nick Yo. welcome to guy. the pod, man. Thank you. Thank you. I uh I will admit I'm not caught up. However, uh, before this, I listened to your guys' uh, Black Lives Matter one from the 31st. Lot of felt a lot of feelings watching yeah. that. Obviously, I was I was trying to kind of feel in the moment of like how you guys were feeling then, because yeah. obviously that's gonna animate whatever we talk about today. So. For sure. If yeah. um, Nick is Nick is white, <laughs> for, for the for the audio what listeners, <laughs> Nick is Nick is um Nick is white, but very in tune of what we're going to talk about today, which is not only politics but hip hop. Um, I actually met Nick about the at the Kanye. We talked about this probably like thirty times already yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> but I met him at the Kanye West concert in Columbus back in twenty sixteen. Best concert ever. So wow. much fun. And, and uh, he was a friend of a friend. I, I don't think we really talked that day because, of course, it was a concert. Because no, Kanye is talking. Kanye was talking. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have nothing to say. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think I might have reached out to you or you might have reached out to me. And we just... I, I must have reached out to you because you were posting a lot about like what you were producing. Mm-hmm. And I think you were like linking SoundCloud stuff. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is like really good. And then on top of all that, I think you were sharing, you shared something about uh, MF Doom. Mm. Immediately, I was like, all right, okay, I need to, I need to reach out. <laughs> and then you, me, and Daniel, if you remember, we, we all went to Jenny's. Yeah, of we course. Record, we went record of shopping course. first. Yeah, we went record shopping, yeah, at Spoonful. Shout out to Spoonful. Especially yes. because they are very conscious of this stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys follow them on social media, but... They're like one of those businesses that are really like, you can break our windows, like you can't replace a life. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's been really yeah. like encouraging to see. Um, but yeah. So before we start, before we get into the meat of things, let's let's dabble in some potatoes. Because you know, I'm I'm a man who likes <laughs> his potatoes, specifically sweet potatoes. Oh. Either way, before we start off, we like to talk about what we've been listening to um, this week. It could be old stuff, could be new stuff, just anything you've been spinning in your Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Tidal, um, Quibi, I don't know if that's a... <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Wherever you get your music. Wherever you get your music. So Nick, yes. what yes. have you been listening to? Uh, I Actually, it's it's kind of funny. I uh, I don't follow Blue that like closely i do like him a lot mm-hmm. especially his the the tape he did with madlib but he put out a song this week and it was just it was really powerful mm-hmm. at the end of the song it, it went from kind of him just i don't know if you guys listen to it i don't remember the name of it but he goes from different perspectives of you know black people in america having to deal with different things that are 
very, very, very real to them and not real to other people. And then by the end of it, he just kind of goes off on like a at least two minutes of him just like listing off famous black people that have shown like how far uh, like politics has come, but how far we can mm. obviously still need to go. Mm. So that that was something that like if I if I'm thinking like serious stuff that I really liked, um, it was that. But I also really like this band called Whitney. I think I listened to them at least like they're from Chicago. Incredible band, seen them twice. And there's a song by them called Valley's My Love. And it's probably one of the most beautiful songs I've heard. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Whitney's dope. They got, a, they, got a, they got a very interesting voice. That Whitney's like, it's weird because it's almost off-putting with how high that falsetto is. Super high. But it's like the, the instrumentation behind it and then the lyrics are like really like, it's like timeless almost, yeah. mm. I would say. The the music, you couldn't place it being from like the 60s or the 70s, mm-hmm. but they also have a recent cover of uh, Country Roads. Oh. And that's, re- that's really good too. That was with uh, Waxahachie. Okay. Well, I think the only track I'm familiar with is No Woman, I think. And that came out like a couple that, years ago. That one's the number one song. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Oh. Yeah. What about you, Alex? What have you been listening to? Oh, man. Well, we are recording this following Juneteenth. Uh, We're a few days removed from Juneteenth, uh, which was honestly like this was probably the first time in my life that I've really observed and celebrated it, which I think is, you know, telling of like history that we are taught and Mm -hmm. how we are taught to observe different holidays versus others and uh so this year was the first time i was like you know what i'm gonna have a black ass day uh, (laughs) (laughs) for my juneteenth and so uh yeah my my mom was in town which was cool but uh the that night after i got home there was uh nobody else here which was cool uh but went out on the back patio and uh, I bought myself a black and mild. I <laughs> poured myself some of the expensive whiskey. Okay. And, uh, Wait, I, what whiskey? It was a. Uh, it's a bottle of Maker's, but it's like a. I don't know. It was given to me as a gift. Uh, shout out Jenny. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but it was a uh it's like a hundred dollar bottle of like some special makers that uh she had gotten and so uh i was went outside and uh put on the new chloe and hallie album ungodly hour uh which is fantastic i i coco i think i texted you and was mm-hmm. like yo this album is crazy such uh, a solid project so cool yeah and i had like i my introduction to them was through grownish y'all ever mm-hmm. watch that <laughs> i haven't watched but i i have watched blackish i know that grownish is the is it the yeah. prequel, right yeah it's it's like the uh the sequel yeah it's a sequel with okay. uh spin-off yeah, yara shahidi okay all like off at college and so right, right. uh and like Chloe and Hallie are like some of her friends that she meets at college. So that was my intro, but I had never really like gotten into their music before. And the album, I mean, I was, 
I was, uh, I, it was a pleasant experience. I really enjoyed it. So that's, that's what I've been, been bumping here and there over the past, past few days. Nice. Koku. Yeah. What about you, Koku? Um, so uh, <laughs> after going, after going after you guys, I haven't been listening to anything as impactful. <laughs> um, I mean, I, of course I have, I've been keeping up to date with a lot of, um, a lot of the songs that have been coming out, but I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about them down the line. But the main thing I've been spinning was um, Little Dragon. They dropped the project. Mm. Um, yeah. I like them a lot. Um, they're a really dope band. They performed in Columbus so all ago. Mm. Uh, I didn't get to see them, but they were they were they performed with Golden Link, which is really dope. Yeah, they they have a collaboration with him, right? Yeah, they got they got some dope songs with him with Caliuchas too. Mm. They they do a lot of like collab work. I really like. Yeah. Uh, back when Big Boy, I think it was like his second album after Outkast broke up. Um, they are they have a song with him on that album, and it is like it's really good. Mm. I I always love that. Like I feel like Big Boy, like Ghostface, like yeah. rappers, like they always like branch out to like a random band. Like I wouldn't be surprised if I saw. They'll just like go. They'll be like. This sound is interesting, and I want to mm. see what I can do with it. Right, right, for sure. I like, really appreciate that, and like what I'm listening to, because it's like, you know, a lot of times, like, for example, Kendrick Lamar's verse on that Maroon Five song, like, it's like you throw <laughs> these two things together that like don't really work. Yeah. Together, like the tone doesn't work. the The artists really don't have anything in common, but mm -hmm. then when you get a collaboration like mm -hmm. it'll be like um fonte and whitney yeah. <laughs> it'll be like yeah. a good mix <laughs> dude i would kill for whitney to like i i know the guy he the drummer's like the main singer and he also was the drummer for unknown world orchestra oh wow i think i don't think he is anymore but like i know he produces their music too or at least he's involved in it so i would yeah. love to see like what if any collaboration like would occur between them or any Chicago. That's possible. Because like, here's a little little yeah. seven degrees of separation. Ooh. You said a drummer of Whitney used to yeah. be part of Umo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Umo and, is also a fantastic band. Amazing. Umo's worked with um, Free Nationals. Oh. Love Free um, Nationals. Anderson and, Pack. Anderson, pa Anderson Pack has worked with Kate Trinata. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Kate Trinata has worked with Fonse on, um, um, one too many off his 99.9. So that's a wow. little connection wow, right there. Wow, wow, It's Yo, layers, bro. Layers to it. Open, open that open, third open eye. Open your third <laughs> eye. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, I think that's mostly what I've been listening to. Um, a lot of Little Dragon, spurts of other things. But mm. yeah, that's, what, that's what, what I've been spinning. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, what do we have on the docket for today's episode? On the docket today, let me flip through my flip flip through. <laughs> let me flip through. <laughs> we kind of already like established how this is a more sophisticated podcast. Mm -hmm. This is yes. more yes, Come a on, grown up. Yeah. <laughs> if we release a video, we're already wearing tuxedos. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, we're not releasing the video. We we all are like. In, we're dressed to the nines. It's like we're at the Met Gala. Oh, yes. It's yes. Just, uh, Nick is wearing a dress. Yeah, it's, it's great Gatsby. 
<laughs> but um, kind of want to talk about hip hop's influence in politics because mm. I feel hip hop has always been kind of the anti-establishment, always been the the voice of the people in the quote unquote streets. Um, and it's been that way since conception, like back in the what early eighties, late late seventies. It's always been mm. a way for um specifically black people to have a voice against a lot of the police brutality they see going on, a lot of the injustice they see. So I kind of want to see how that's transitioned and how it is right now, because at the point where we're at, we're hearing a lot more artists use their voice and not only like artists who you think would do it, like these conceptual artists like J. Cole or No Name, but you already see like Little Baby and um, that song slaps too. Yeah, it's an amazing, it's really amazing so track. Good. So kind of just want to talk about that, how you guys been taking that in and how you think artists will go from here. Mm-hmm. Well, I think let's start at, uh, let's start J. Cole, no name. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. let's just jump in. Let's just jump in the deep end. My man looked like a clown. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... I will say, like, I have never been, like, the biggest J. Cole guy, more of a Kendrick guy. And, you know, J. Cole can be really corny. And it seemed like, at least, like, from the outside, the production and the flow of this track is just, like, it's hypnotic because how good it is. Mm -hmm. I can't, I cannot overstate how much I really like the production and, like, the flow that he chose, like, to go over it. It's Mm -hmm. just his messaging was just so tone policing. And then, but now like the beef's kind of squashed, right? Cause like he retweeted <laughs> the song that she wrote back. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting because I, I've been following no name closely over the past few weeks. I think, you know, as, uh, as there has been a lot of talk around Black Lives Matter and the movement that's currently going on. And it's been, you know, I think No Name is such an interesting artist, I think, out like, and stands out to me among a lot of the different artists that we see today because she is not, she's not afraid to kind of learn and correct her course. Like, uh, if y'all remember, like her rapper name used to be No Name Gypsy. And then yeah. she learned that, you know, Gypsy is a problematic term. And she shortened her name to No Name, which like you just that in itself where hip hop rap is kind of a very like braggadocious, like I have one way of doing things, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like music genre to see somebody who is willing to say like, Oh, I was I was wrong. Like yeah. I was thinking I wasn't thinking the right way about this. Let me let me change the way that I've been doing things, which is ultimately like how she is I feel like developed politically and we can, you know, we can only see that through like what we see on Twitter and how she speaks about it in some of these public spaces, but talking about how she was essentially like she tweeted something uh, I forget like the exact tweet or whatever, but somebody essentially called her out on that tweet, sort of publicly uh, held her accountable for some of the ways that she was thinking about 
liberation and uh you know the moment that people were in at the time and she ultimately was like oh like i haven't been reading enough like mm-hmm. let me let me start a book club <laughs> you know let me because yeah. it'll be it's really inspiring like, yeah yeah she, she like from the ground up made this and it's it's funny because i think it was around like this last summer that i think she really like to, to say again open her third eye and yeah. kind of started, started seeing the the tiny little things in the matrix as yeah if we want to go that way but like it's funny because at least my leftward shift has also occurred at the same time mm-hmm. and like you know i i was following her anyway back then and like slowly but surely i was like okay this this seems like she's like going in this direction that's interesting okay i haven't seen that like mainstream before i know uh no name's kind of underground but you know yeah, she's yeah. still you know does a lot of collaborations with people chance the rapper for instance mm-hmm, right one of the biggest Smino, Saba, you yeah, know, you yeah. Saba. yeah yeah it's it's been it's been in like just fascinating to watch like as a fan as somebody who is interested in politics and you know i think especially in this moment she has been such a voice yeah as there's been lots more talk about abolition and uh you know what it means for black people to actually be free uh because i think we're oftentimes handed sort of just like minor corrections to the system like hey we'll reform this we'll reform that and if that, you know, like if that'll that. make th- right and that'll make things better but mm-hmm. no name has been one of these voices that like as she's learning as she's developing in her thought process that she's saying no like it's not enough to just reform this like we need to abolish the prison industrial complex we need to abolish policing in the united states mm-hmm. and so uh, with that, like it was probably, I think it was end of May, uh, she had put out that tweet that was essentially saying, like, where are like the top yeah. like rappers? Like, where mm-hmm. are the top male rappers like talking about uh, black people dying at the hands of the police and white supremacy and like where are you all? Like, you're able to talk at any other point, like, where are you now? And uh, I think in there, like, we started to see, like, you know, you started seeing images pop up of, like, Jake Cole at protests and Kendrick Lamar at protests. And mm-hmm. uh, and ultimately, I think she, she sort of backtracked on that tweet and was like, hey, I don't know if this is, you know, uh, it may have been kind of more of a, like, generalization. Um, yeah. But, like, it ultimately, like, that opened up the door to, like, where we are now with J. Cole's response in Snow on the Bluff and then her reply to that with Song 33. Right. I really, the the thing that was, I think, the best part about this, like, I wouldn't even call it a beef. I feel like it's, like, it it wasn't like the two of them disrespected each other in any, like, not meaningful way, but in a, in a way that would require like this to just be dissipated. Like right. there's still a dialogue occurring. Mm-hmm. And the way that no, like no name's response to me was perfect just because of like, you know, it doesn't matter that you and I are fighting like this. Like, yes, your tone policing is really wrong, but at the same time, 
there's you know black trans women yeah hanging in trees and people being you know assaulted by the police like why does it matter that like you you didn't have to write this whole song about me and obviously like put work into it it's it's a very it's not like he just threw it together on the fly. Yeah. You can tell, like he, this is something he really believes in, or at least he was willing to have this dialogue. So, I don't know. It's I'm glad to see that you know it's it's somewhat resolved now, but it was definitely in the moment. I was like, man, I'm kind of I feel kind of bad for Owen and J Cole stuff right now. <laughs> like, oh, you like I love No Name and I love J Cole, and they've both made a lot of really great conscious music casket pretty being like one of no name's best songs ever mm -hmm. and like it was it was very i guess like in order for all of us to grow these kinds of things have to happen where you know you have someone that isn't as maybe because he does admit like he's not as well read as her and i can't blame him on that but then at the same time it's like dude okay well like you could join her book club yeah <laughs> like she has a book club for a reason. You can join from anywhere. I think the uh, like the website just lets you just like get eBooks. So I don't know. It's, it's something that really like irked me about that where it's like, well, you're saying like you're not informed on all of this. It's like, well, I assume you can probably talk to her, just DM her and, and tell her that you like have a problem with how she's going about all this. Mm -hmm. But yeah then again like she obviously did the right thing and was like yeah you can ha we can have this disagreement we can talk about all this but also there's bigger things at hand and we should be really worrying about those things more than anything yeah mm. I, I i think i probably feel the same way as you nick um of course i i've been listening to jaco for years now ever since i could remember or ever since i was uh preteen. and when i heard when i heard this track at first like wow sounds good um, I know there's a deeper context to it, but sonically sounds good. And some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, okay, yeah, this this makes sense. This is good. Um, it wasn't until like I went to Genius and looked at the lyrics, I was like, okay, this kind of is coming out a little um, tone deaf. Like as we're saying, it was tone policing. Problematic. And problematic. A little problematic, especially especially around a time where. The queen tone thing that he said <laughs> that was that was definitely it was like oh okay like that's a little like sexist but it, it, you know, it was we'll, we'll roll with it yeah it, it was very unsuspected from someone like jaco because you would think like he would be one of the first to like uplift black women voices and not see it as a i don't want to say threat but not see it as a um like, like like an antagonistic like an, voice. Yeah, like an, like an insult almost. Like an insult. Um, yeah. So I was hearing it, I was like, okay, J. Cole, he seems like his seemed like his heart was in the right place, but the message that came out did it wasn't wasn't conducive of what he was trying to mm. what he was trying to say. Then no name had a response, and I think that's like like perfect in setting a message and making a song and making a statement. Like you said, um, this can happen, this discussion can happen, but there's way bigger, there's way, there's a way bigger picture that's happening. Like the, the hook was like one girl missing, another gone missing. And yeah. it's like, I, that, that, that hits, cause it's like, damn, like we, we gotta squash this petty little argument cause people are gone. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're not here. Yeah. So I, I really like, no, and 
what you said earlier, J. Cole's was well-produced. It's like, I think it's like a three-minute song, different stages, like a bridge, a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And No Name Song was like one minute. No Mad Lib, though. Mad Lib production. Mad Lib mm. was like, you know what? I'm for women's rights. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Lib gave that me for free. No charge. <laughs> but it's a minute, clear, concise song that mm. I think No Name just offered a beautiful response. I have a response, just like a beautiful yeah. statement. Like it's a statement yeah. piece. Yeah. Um, She's super articulate. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite things about her. Like <laughs> there was that one line on like her last album from like the first track where she's, she's like saying like, she's going to rap about her vagina. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't expect you to say that, but like the way that you're like wording this and the way that you're just like so confident about it. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Like this such works for no such name. Such a poet, yeah. Such a poet. Yeah. Speak yeah. on it. And I think, like Nick, I'm glad you said, like, you don't see it as a as a beef, because, mm-hmm. like, for me too, I was like, this isn't this isn't a beef. Like, this is actually this is an authentic picture of like what so many black people across the spectrum are feeling right now. Yeah. And I think it was. Uh, I think it was really indicative of, you know, sort of the dynamic between um, black men and black women in that time. Uh, and it's not a antagonistic thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to feel like it's a, you know, like black women versus black men kind of thing. It's right. more so like a, like since, I mean, you look at all these movements, like black women have been at, the forefront and have you know fought for us tooth and nail and carried us along uh so many times and we as you know we as black men we we look to black women in our life as you know being these support systems and these forces for compassion and grace and so it is uh you know i think one of the just the context of that moment where you have, uh, you know, not only, you know, so many of these, uh, so many of these killings of black trans women, but you also have the death of Toyin that happened, uh, you know, literally like that, I think the day before that day Mm -hmm. that the J. Cole song dropped and a lot of black women who are saying like, yo, we like, we need you all to ride for us but like especially black men like we've been we've been riding for you like we need you to stand up for us and so uh you know there was like there was that going on i I don't know if you all saw like i'm i used to be like kind of super privy to like the christian hip-hop scene but like like uh, lecrae and lecrae at uh there was, was a envy. Mo- is that another one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> Jealousy. <laughs> but uh, there was a there was this moment with Lecrae uh, where he was on stage with a white pastor, and then uh, this dude who uh, one of like the owners of Chick Fil A. Uh, which was, was a random assortment, but um, <laughs> was that his entourage? Was that the craze? Entourage? <laughs> it was wild. It was like 
this is a this is a strange mix of people, but okay. Uh, but like during that conversation, uh, this white pastor was essentially saying like, uh, I think that the phrase white privilege is like uh, can be taken negatively by white people. So I want to reframe it as white blessing. <laughs> <laughs> And like, instead of like, these are privileges that we've been granted because of this, our skin, like these are blessings that we have been granted because of, so. Which is arguably arguably worse, I guess. That's like, oh. Obviously an outrageous statement, but uh, the, you know, some of it was like Lecrae being on stage, like, didn't check him for it which Mm. you know is sort of this thing of like you know i I think that as black people it's you know we kind of try and figure out like where can we step in like yeah what because especially especially in a space of i'm assuming a majority of white people where you say right 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 and so you got to think like uh not to not to justify what happened but like it is a difficult situation uh mm-hmm. and so what ended up happening obviously like that goes public uh and uh there were a few black women who sought to hold lecrae accountable in that mm-hmm. and just say like hey this is something that like we we need to be stronger on not in a sense of like you suck like yeah, not, do not better like a, not like canceling him more right like- Right, writing him and telling him like, hey, right, but like, I'm sure you know this is wrong. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you should let yes. everyone else know that you know that it's wrong. Yes, but like, being there, I love you yeah. so that I am reaching out to you and you know holding you accountable in this way. Yeah. Uh, and so, what ended up happening ultimately, like, uh, there were a few points where like Lecrae got defensive with some of the black women that reached out to him, and. Uh, you know, he went on to apologize about that. But, uh, you know, for me, like that was kind of the first moment that I saw. And then I saw the J. Cole song come out and some of the conversation around that, as well as that connected to some of the conversation that was already happening about standing Mm -hmm. up for black women and black trans women. So like in my mind, that J. Cole no-name moment was sort of just like this uh it just encompassed yeah all of that and it's so, a moment in time like yeah it, it's an excellent like we're gonna 20 years on from now hopefully like you know if we're not all drowning or whatever whatever's coming because you know we got, we got covid covid 27 yeah. <laughs> true but <laughs> like i it's definitely gonna be like a time capsule of mm-hmm. the moment of you know, I mean, and on top of all of it, I think because No Name has like shifted so much so quickly and kind of done a lot of reading on the stuff that she, you know, she's like, she she tweeted out today, your favorite rapper's rapper is a communist. Yeah, so, I saw that. <laughs> well, that, I, great tweet. I think he was, she was talking about Tupac, so that's cool. That was like the first reply, so I hope that's, right because otherwise i'm on this podcast uh you know <laughs> spreading fake news <laughs> <laughs> doing fake news but it's i think it's also it 
it can also be said that like you know i i, I don't know what po politics that j cole has i assume that you know he might he's probably on the left mm -hmm. but it's kind of also kind of a intersection between you know the the people that think maybe the incremental change that's not worked but maybe if we just keep pushing that incremental change that something will happen versus mm -hmm. no name and a lot of the other people that um you know really agree with her of, as you said before alex like abolish the police yeah abolish Ice. a lot of abolish a lot of things yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. you know and it's 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 just interesting because in this moment everyone is having this opportunity and in a lot of ways as koku said earlier like little baby um these people that you really wouldn't expect to like come out and and say this stuff people are at least becoming maybe not radicalized but at least conscious of a lot of things and you know at least personally a lot of my friends that may may have been a little bit more on the right before or even just like in the center this moment i think not only with covid but also you know with the protests and you know the continued police brutality that has uh without a doubt continued but it's it's definitely been it's been nice to see a lot of people are at least embracing that empathy mm. and like the, the that time capsule is going to be a way to be like all right well you see that obviously j cole you know he knew that he wasn't the most knowledgeable on it he admits it even in the song and then you know she responds back and it seems like you know he retweeted it he i think he like agreed with a lot of the points yeah. so you know yeah. we'll see going forward like maybe you know the next j cole album will have a lot more about that on it maybe he'll release more music yeah. i think you know, using that platform is like the most important part, which is why I'm really upset that we don't have anything from Kendrick as of late. Because mm -hmm. I I wanted to like bring this up at some point. Like to pimp a butterfly is like obviously a ten out of ten on like everything like other than well not even other than. It's 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 a ten out of ten period. But the best part about it is like the narrative that he creates and the way that like he weaves that with so many other like very, very important issues like police brutality, like an all right. And, you know, I, I think his voice is like really needed right now. Like I'm glad like, you know, I saw that picture of him at the protest. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, he's having conversations with people and trying to figure out things. He's, I know he's like a pillar in his community, but really think we need like a i don't know if we need a tibipa butterfly too <laughs> or you know like we we have despacito 2.0 why can't we have uh, <laughs> a butterfly 2.0 i don't know if you saw uh president of top dog uh punch he had punch, yeah. uh, somebody had tweeted at him like yo we need new kendrick or something he was essentially just like y'all don't deserve it or <laughs> like y'all are ready for it that was that Which was, was rough. <laughs> rough, right? They're pushing, they're pushing reason so hard now, and I like, I like reason. At yeah. least stuff that I've heard of him, and he like, it's not that he sounds like a discount Kendrick, but like, he, <laughs> his song structures are a little similar. Yeah, I've found so, like you know, you you see them like propping up 
um, like Sir and all these other people. And then like Kendrick's just like hiding somewhere. I don't know where he is. Right. But I, I hope, I'm sure he's been cooking. Yeah. Oh, sure. I he's definitely been cooking. I I just love to see. I want to see like more. Like I don't know what direction he's going to take it in next. Because before all COVID hit, like they were saying, oh, it's going to be like a rock album, and like I immediately thought about Little Wayne's Rebirth. Not Rebirth. Like, oh, that's the. I told Koku this recently. It was one of like the first albums like I got to buy with like my own money after a birthday. <laughs> And like I, I wore that CD out, so. Oh, but so, so good. <laughs> I don't know. We we definitely need. Like I'm I'm very proud of like all the artists that have been you know coming out and producing a lot of stuff. But when you have heavyweights being silent, like, I mean, <laughs> I was I was hoping that we could make it through half the podcast without saying his name, but. We did say it earlier. Kanye, despite like you know donating to a lot of places, has been not too uh, loud either. Yeah, so that's been something that I've been definitely thinking about too. Yeah, I just Kanye's been an interesting topic for me because for a while, especially like I saw him, Koku and I saw him in 2016, like two months before the mental breakdown, and you know the the rants to TMZ and everything about the liposuction and like right. obviously his bipolar disorder, like official diagnosis. Right. And, you know, Kanye throughout the years obviously has been this, I don't know if he's always been like super radical, but he is also the dude that like on live TV said that George Bush doesn't care about black people, which yeah, to be fair, he didn't. And it's kind of obvious that he didn't, but like, you know, <laughs> to see him flip so bad back then. I'm glad we're all wearing glasses now. This is really sophisticated. Yeah, I had to throw it on because I, I still left that oh, sophistication nation. Oh yeah, this just this just went I love it. Ten points. This has a thirty on its ACT. This podcast has a thirty on its ACT right now. Yo, it's, so, it's an Ivy League graduate. The whole time, this bottle had wine in it. Ooh. Because, yeah, we're all we're all drinking wine because we're all so fancy. Yeah, so That's fancy. Like, I have on? an ascot on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah. like you were saying, Kanye's always been a big voice in the political. Yeah, political. Field. I think in like just a social field because he's mentioned before. He's talked about. Um, I, I I mean, talked about gay rights, but. He Talk did. He was one of the first guys to like really be okay with it. Be okay yeah. with it, or like yeah. be, be okay with it, like out in the open, which was amazing. Which is and very to, strong. Yeah, and to speak against it, and like, yeah, I feel Before like even it, for it, not against it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Uh, but yeah, I do. Th I mean, even in some of the, like, I mean, if we look back at like uh, some of the recent albums that he put out or he was a part of, like. I mean, I, I was listening to uh, Nas, the Nas album that he produced, mm -hmm. like Cop Shot the Kid. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, on Kids See Ghosts, I think he has a verse on there where he's talking about like police brutality. And mm -hmm. uh, it's an, it, but it's so, you're right. Like it is such an interesting, because like where is his mindset on it like what perspective is he coming at that from like it's mm -hmm. it's uh it's 
a lot more difficult to parse out now versus you know in years years past i i gotta say i i have seen um Freddie Gray's daughter, I think her like tuition is going to be paid for by Kanye. So like obviously that's that's like direct mutual aid action that yeah. I like fully endorse, fully support, and like that doesn't absolve him of like a lot of the last couple years of him kind of endorsing a lot of things that right. you know are quintessential to um, not just Donald Trump the man, but you know the entirety. I think of a lot of like right politics in America and Mm -hmm. even, you know, left politics too. So I think I just, you know, it's almost selfish to be like, I I want you to legitimize this obviously, uh, you know, empathetic and very, very heavy topic. And like, you know, him, him choosing to do that is an excellent way to, demonstrate that you know actions do speak louder than words especially you know like if you're not gonna end up donating the proceeds of an album to blm or something like that so i think i'm really glad that at least he's kind of flexing the one muscle that i guess america really endorses which is you know throwing money at things and i don't know i just it's it's been really difficult because for a little bit, I was very like ashamed that I still really like to listen to him. And you know, Ye came out and Kids See Ghost come out. And you know, there's there are like some problematic lines on those albums where he like kind of defends his whole right. embrace of Trump, Candace Owens, kind of those type of people. Yeah. And it's really hard to kind of separate um, you know, oh, this production's fantastic. The rest of the song's really good from you know his accomplishments outside of you know music to obviously like yeah um which is i will say out of all the bad things that you know he kind of endorsed and said with that the whole uh fact that a a couple people actually got pardoned i think is like a good thing I know, like, event, like they're going to use that as a political prop for sure this November. Right. But, like, they're already using it now. They have Kanye and, like, Trump ads. So, really? not great. But, <laughs> I don't know. It's It's been des- definitely really interesting to see, you know, this guy that, from the very beginning, he's this hot-headed guy that's going to tell you exactly, like, how he thinks it is. To still being like that, but completely, like, off-base. And then now, in this current moment, you know, donating to these things that are like diametrically opposed to the things that he was like endorsing. Yeah. So it's like no one's perfect. I'll I'll never like hold anyone up to a standard that like I wouldn't live up to. Like I I wouldn't want to, you know, label him like just as a hypocrite and leave it at that. Because like there, there, there are... There's no concrete things that he's doing, you know, like donating to Black Lives Matter, donating to like these funds, obviously paying for um, George Floyd's daughter's tuition. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely been something that I've struggled with and like wondered, like, can I like in good conscience listen to this and like, you know, still feel the same way or like get that same pleasure without feeling slightly guilty about, you know, the implication of 
everything that he's saying or the, the overall like messaging of like i'm i'm free like my my mind is you know i've opened my as we said earlier i've opened my third eye and apparently for kanye it means following trump yeah but that's yeah. that's that's been something i've like struggled with since then but yeah i'd love to uh i'd love to pivot us into another area uh, oh. i want to talk about and hear from you all like what are some of your favorite like either i guess like songs of the moment like they don't have to necessarily be like songs that have come out specifically during this uh during this specific black lives matter period but like some of your songs of the moment either they you know maybe like kind of pro pro black pro black liberation or even just like kind of protest uh uprising songs okay you should go first i've been talking <laughs> go first i need a second to think that's a, <laughs> a question to throw on us i'll i'll jump in just because uh i asked with the knowledge of knowing he has this one cocked and loaded <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i i think like obviously like we can't we talked Kendrick, like you can't talk about sort of uprising songs without talking about all right. Mm-hmm. Like that is, you know, kind of has become, especially uh, during like the Ferguson protests and stuff was like kind of the, the anthem, like we gonna be all right. Like people were like chanting that at protests, which, you know, and that like, that song will forever be one For that, sure. you know, is cemented in history um you know i think like uh 16 shots from vic mensa uh he released that after the death of laquan mcdonald uh and like just talking about like that one i don't know if you all have gone back and listened to that in a minute but like the lyrics on that are uh very they feel like it should have been released now versus then at least personally because i'm like i resonate with this more now versus when he first released it you know i i would agree with both of those like six like i i I remember listening to that way back when and like definitely feeling like a type of way but i know like if i listen to it now like it i mean the tears would start flowing for sure like it's, I'm a big baby, like super sensitive. If, if like a song like is really like well-written and very, you know, you know, you can tell that a lot of passion was put into it and like yeah. there's a message behind it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, the, the waterworks hit real quick, but <laughs> I would say that like, since you like brought up kind of um, two more recent songs, I'll say that when I was growing up, um, I was thinking about this before this because I, I want to bring it up. My my friend, he introduced me to Lil Wayne, and like he he had introduced me to Tupac and Biggie, and you know I was I grew up um you know suburban you know class and like my one best friend growing up he's Puerto Rican and like that was kind of my kind of way or you know my my way to kind of see the other side 
because yeah, yeah. his, his parents were divorced. Mine weren't, um, you know, his mom, I think was still in school doing some stuff. And mm. my mom, you know, was out of school for a number of years. So it was like kind of my view to the other side or like my first exposure to, you know, different music that yeah. wasn't like rock music that's my, different than yours. Yeah. Right. And one of the songs that he showed me was, um, I think it was shoot me down. Mm. And I like, I loved it. Like I put it on a repeat a thousand times. And then like one night we were hanging out and he like asked me what my favorite song was. And it was that one. And we were both like eight or nine. And he's just like, that's my favorite song. It can't be your favorite song. (laughs) I think we were having a sleepover and he, he was like, you know what? I might just go home. And I was like, no, no. (laughs) But, um, that song very good and then changes by tupac yeah yeah that song was like one of my first like you know as i was kind of first doing my big dive into you know understanding like at least you know the the 90s hip-hop i know like there's there's more to even like look into with the 80s and early 70s but really hit biggie and tupac and like when i heard changes for the first time like i i just like I couldn't believe like someone was able to kind of articulate all that like so well. And like, as you said, like 16 shots is relevant today. And that came out in like 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's, and changes is like, like we, it's like what 30, almost 30 years on now. Timeless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that, that line in there where he's like, uh, something to the effect of like, I don't think we'll ever have a black president kind of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember uh, around that time, uh, it may have been Nas who sampled it on, uh, on one of his albums. Uh, Like the song black president. Uh, But yeah, I mean like to have that, moment where it's like we're not i mean we're not super far removed from tupac releasing that and then mm-hmm. you know you get to 2008 mm-hmm. and you know like the actuality of a black president like, yeah the culmination of it yeah like the, the like i you know in 2008 i was how old was i honestly i was young so I definitely, I remember liking Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Liking him, that's it. (laughs) But, um, you know, obviously since time has passed, there's been a lot lot of things that have come out and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a little less, um, you know, apologetic about kind of the things that his administration did now. But at that same time, like, you know, when young Jeezy, like put out my president is black. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna be like jamming to that, of course. Oh, a classic. Blue. <laughs> exactly. And I'll be goddamned if my rims aren't too oh, beautiful. Yo, I mean that's that's it's poetry. It's poetry. That is the most white that line has ever been said. <laughs> you had me help. You had me help you out. <laughs> there was some, yeah, yeah. You're hyping him. Um, but I, I think for me, uh, I I mostly think of verses mm. from like different artists, but I think to put a song first, 
um, For My People by Joey Badass. Um, mm. uh, All American mm. Badass came out 2017. Yep, right after Dan. Actually, the same day as Dan. I think it was going to be the same day as Dan, but yeah. Kendrick pushed it back. Right. Um, but yeah, that came out, and that was a really great project. I, I loved the mm. first listen. Very underrated. Very underrated. Of course, Joey had like a lot of pressure coming off of Before the Cash in 1999 and Summer Night. So mm. he made an album that you you think for a sophomore project, you'd make an album to appeal right, to like the right. mainstream audience, but he just made a purely political statement. I mean, the front cover is him, the leather jacket flipping yeah. off the camera with the American flag in the background. So very great song, very great project overall. Um, yeah. Some other lines I think of is um, Ghostface Killer, he has a line on uh, Mick Jenkins, Patty Locks. Well, he just says like, <laughs> "Fuck the rulers, Donald Trump. He's a piece of shit." I got thirty six chambers <laughs> and a clip hollow tip. I just think I thought that was just such a dope line. Um, Yo, I was in the uh, I was in the drive through line at Dairy Queen the other day. Uh, <laughs> windows, windows down, music way up and fuck Donald Trump was on, oh, YG. And I was like, I might need to turn this down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't want, you don't want spit in your blizzard. Right, right. I was that. like, you know, let me, well, <laughs> for the, for the betterment of my cone. Let me you know, in Columbus lately, I mean, you're seeing like with uh, Condado and North mm. Star, like, yeah. you know, the workers are pushing back. They're like, no, right. we're not going to serve like cops. We're not going to just like do this because you tell us to. Yeah. Right. Like they're getting fired. But you know what? At the same time, we have social media. We have a way to, you know, push back, push back. And like, I, I'm going to boycott them. I love like Brassica is literally like one of my favorite things in Oof. Columbus. And I'm gonna, I'm going to boycott it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not having it until like, you know, they address this. There's like some kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would need to like go back there, but it's yeah. definitely very like interesting to to yeah. kind of in this moment have so much. I think solidarity just like kind of out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a way, I, mean, I feel is... like you don't, you don't have it. Like they. Yeah. they like, I don't know if the media doesn't focus on it or like, you know, it's not right in front of us, but the one good thing I think social media has done is like calling attention and like mm -hmm. being able to provide the information to people that like, mm -hmm. Hey, this business is like really, really racist or this business like forces their workers to do a, B or C or mm -hmm. like, I mean, even like BDS, uh, you know, the, the whole, um, you know, divestment campaign with, mm -hmm. um, a, like apartheid in Israel. Yeah. So I think like, I feel like I, I move the conversation more towards social media now, but like that's been something that I've been kind of thinking about lately. Of, you know, there's a lot of bad on social media. Obviously you see not only these really good things happening of people coming together, but you also see the ignorant people that are obviously doing the worst things. Yeah. Right. I yeah. do. I mean, I do think like, it is relevant to music and I think just in this like internet streaming era that we're in, like we're seeing uh, that artists are able to really like, it's, it's not like you have to wait to be able to put music out. Like mm -hmm. if an artist wants to put a song out that speaks to this moment, then 
they can. Like we've seen, you know, we've talked about little baby, bigger picture. Uh, I know like the baby did like a black lives matter remix, uh, mm-hmm. one of his tracks. Uh, yeah. Her, we shot the track. Her, yeah. Yeah. Her dropped the track. There was this, uh, Rick Wilson track. Beyonce dropped a track. Yeah. Beyonce but, dropped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, like, there are so many, uh, obviously, like, Anderson Pack just dropped his single. Oh, beautiful. Um, that, if, if I want to say, like, if I'm going to say a song that has, like, affected me, that, like, the ending of that music video, where, it, like, it's him and his son, like, watching the news, mm. and, like, his son's asleep, and you can see, like, Anderson's eyes just have tears, like, mm. you can tell he's been sobbing. Yeah. And yeah. It's just, God. J J Rock's verse on a YouTube was beautiful. It's really good too. Not even, it was just literal, just like a a poem. Well, I mean, hip hop yeah. is poetry, but like it was just spoken word essentially. Yeah, and Wale just had that EP drop, mm-hmm. uh, "Imperfect Storm." Uh, like, there's just a, there's definitely, this is such a, it's an interesting moment to see how hip hop how music like how they respond to this moment because it's like obviously right now like we're in a pandemic like we feel it at home too because it's like you can't escape this and it's not just like something that you can easily just go back to like business as usual like your social media like timeline isn't gonna be you know, the same as it once was. Like, we are all in some way have been, like, changed by what is going on. And so I think, like, with hip-hop, too, with music in general, like, you're gonna, you know, it's interesting to see just, like, what is, you know, how are artists looking at this moment? And, you know, for the artists that we are used to hearing from, like, what are they going to say? And also like what kind of new wave of people rise up in this? Like uh, Leon Bridges put out a track, uh, Sweeter, which is Mm -hmm. fantastic. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I've never, I know that Leon Bridges talks about like his family history and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. I've never heard him, you know, necessarily like express this. Like a stance. Yeah. Like a stance and also just like this, uh, yeah, a declaration of blackness in the way that he did on that song. And so uh, it's really, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, if there's anything to be hopeful about right now, I am hopeful about like the artists that we do see really making something meaningful of this moment and not just something to sort of capitalize on, but more so say like, hey, we as artists have an opportunity to provide art to people that can be either you know moving encouraging uh you know help people see that they're not alone in Mm -hmm. feeling these things so um i am definitely like more and more hopeful about that especially as a release too like i you know Mm -hmm. listening to you guys's um you know podcast from like what like three or four days or not even three or four days after george floyd you know that video came out like you know you you guys are like off the cuff just kind of talking and ah it's just it's it's so 
it's so hard to kind of like have to sum up this moment and and kind of have to like think about all this history that we weren't taught all this history that wasn't emphasized and mm -hmm. you know it's because at least because of like how i see it like that's all intentional it's 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 mm -hmm. never it's never a uh accident yeah right know, that that like i or any of us like we're taught about tulsa or um taught about black wall street or any of like these these awful awful things throughout history and kind of the almost impersonalization that i think a lot of schools end up like that that ends up happening in a lot of schools of you know when you learn history like you kind of learn it as like these grand events right. and then like, there's right. these, these figures that are just like larger than life and yeah. you know there's there's so much to these people and it's like yes there's so much to these people but guess what they were just people like right. every single person that you ever meet is going to be like just as interesting as like Napoleon or this like person that like has been lionized like George Washington, yeah. you know, despite, you know, him being a slave owner and like, you know, with, right. without, without like, without even a second thought signing this thing and saying, you know, all men are created equal except for the ones that I own, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I've, I've definitely been thinking a lot about that and, I mean, I don't mean to keep bringing no name up, but the fact that like she's doing the reading and like encouraging this, this kind of deprogramming of, you know, I think at least when I was in high school, the history that they teach you is just so like, oh, it's kind of the end of history. Like, you know, all these major events happened. Yeah. And all these things like MLK, for instance, you know, and MLK, MLK dies. And then like a couple of days later, the Civil Rights Act gets passed after a ton of riots which clearly showed the discontent with the fact that, you know, this leader of a movement was murdered. Yeah. And what's like the, I mean, the, the, the quote, like the conquerors, the oppressors, like they get to tell the tale. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so like, it's, I, I love, you know, obviously the, the platform that we have in this regard and through social media, you know, for like, we all get to tell our own stories in a way, yeah. but like also through like music is such a, such a beautiful uh, medium in that way. And that like, experience. like, yeah, like artists get to actually like tell of their own experiences. And we've seen that, mm -hmm. you know, through like throughout the years, whether it be like Marvin Gaye, yep. uh, you know, whether we have like a, a Sam Cooke, change is going to come, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and even, you know, we get into some of the recent times where like, you know, some of the tracks yeah, like we had, like we had uh, uh, Jalen Alexander Dreamer on the pod uh, a few weeks ago. And like that dude, uh, he, he put out a track, um, that like you know a lot of the music that like even he's making right now is just like so so relevant to the moment but that's like just you know for us like it's it's this local dude in in uh ohio but like mm -hmm. the fact that he can use his voice in such a way and like speak to what he's feeling and what so many other black people mm -hmm. are feeling mm -hmm. and that you know through streaming through these different services like his voice can be heard in places that aren't just yeah. here. Like it's, uh, you know, so many of the different like gatekeepers, if you will, are like gone in that yeah. way, which is really cool.
Definitely. I was going to say that uh, I think the best part about music, too, is even if it is, like, instrumental, like, that's – it's kind of a way to just, like, see how someone's thinking. And at the end of the day, I think – you know, no, I don't think there are many people that, like, don't listen to music. Like, yeah. whatever music they're listening to, they're definitely, like, relating with that person or at least, like, understanding, like, even if it's this – like country song about like going down like to the river with your truck or like a dance <laughs> remix that's like for the hundredth time saying like put your hands up like there's there's still like that human element to it mm-hmm. i think that like as you said like you know just this dude in ohio can have um you know or like a random dude from chicago or right. people just anybody has the potential to kind of like have this voice and, you know, obviously musical talent uh, really helps when uh, <laughs> you, you want that message to be convincing. But, That's the hope, right? Yeah, but the the empathy that, like, you just feel when you hear kind of music like that, like, about someone struggling, like, um, the Kendrick song, uh, oh, my gosh. Well, Sing About Me Dying of Thirst, obviously, great, mm-hmm. amazing song. Fantastic. But the, the song about... The sex worker from Keisha's song. Keisha's song. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm never. I that that's 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 a life that I don't think that maybe I could ever know. And like well, being able to hear that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nick, Nick's about to start OnlyFans. Nick, drop the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this is like the eighth time we talk about OnlyFans. It comes up. It comes up. Way too often. <laughs> are you like? Are you like trying to like shadow drop content or what? Like, uh, hey, you gotta you gotta subscribe <laughs> subscribe to um, the Ask Koku podcast to find out. Should we? Uh, yeah, uh, should we include the link in the description for this episode. <laughs> yes, but not yet. If they, they gotta leave that five star first. Oh, you, true, you, true, true. my code Kenny Samoa <laughs> <laughs> and get fifteen percent off my only thing. Yeah. Yeah, feet pics and pics of me in front of my microphone. Koku just put pictures of like, it, it, it's like the really low, low, low <laughs> angle. Jesus Those are the only pictures. And it's $100 a month. Oh, yeah, it's, it's an expensive service. Yeah. I mean, and it's com- worth it. I, I got promo codes. What, 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 what can you say? This dick ain't free. Free? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yes, yes. Dude, all for free. Like, <laughs> that's a great one too. Like he uh the the video where he's like dressed as Uncle Sam. Oh my god, dude. Oh. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, that that album, like it is literally it's unfortunately timeless. It is yes. It is like it the, the unfortunately timeless thing, other than like like I guess like Nina Simone's uh, cover of uh, what's it called? Blood on blood, not blood on the leaves. Um, is it blood on the leaves? I it's sampled on blood on the leaves. Yeah, it's uh, strange fruit. Strange, strange fruit. fruit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those are the in in my mind for this moment, like the most timeless songs, at least right now. Especially with you know, as we said before, and like what No Name mentioned you know the, the actual lynching of people like right. I, I think right. 
but I will say like with this moment, the way that I think a lot of the media has changed the way that they're like describing this, it's no longer like officer, you know, accidentally does this or officer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, there's really no, yeah. Before when they would just like, uh, it's, it's just something that happened. Yeah. But now it's like, this is a murder. This is a public lynching. This is right. something that shouldn't occur in a country that pur- like purports to be this shining city on a hill like and i don't know i i feel like in a lot of ways um we're kind of conditioned to be okay with like how things are yeah like you know obviously the media plays into a lot of that of like how we kind of perceive those things but you know how we're socialized and the kind of communities that we grow up in you know that's that's the way that we figure out how things work and i think in a lot of ways you know, relating back to the like grand topic of like music and politics is, you know, this discontentment that like we're all kind of feeling and realizing, like there's an animus for it. Like we can we can put our time into like volunteering and like um, one of my favorite uh, um, YouTubers, he like did a stream recently and he raised like nearly a hundred thousand dollars for it was either like the Innocence Project or Black Lives Matter. And I was like blown away because he's like kind of a, not smaller, but like a smaller channel at least. And I was like, that's amazing. Like that a community online can come together and be like, you know, these, these, um, my gosh, not nonprofits, but like these, these groups can like come together and like try and enact this change and like push forward. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm just really proud of all the people that have like come out and like, done things like I, I've gone to two protests and like in my like my experience like it was very I, I don't think I'd ever been to a protest before but I mean I I loved it I loved being there and I loved kind of being able to know that all these people were all here like for the same reason like we want justice we want right. like at the end of the day we all want justice yeah some people may disagree on like how we achieve that justice or like right. you know um, as we like, kind of mentioned, like the abolish ICE, the police, etc. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I'm just when it, when I would see signs where it's like, you know, you see the abolish, you see this, right, you, right. you see people writing on their like white t-shirts because yeah. it's like, no, I'm not gonna like give money to this company that just now yeah. was like, oh yeah, Black Lives Do Matter. Yeah. Right, I'm right. Myself with like an old t-shirt. Yeah, it's a different it's a different moment for sure. Yeah. For sure. But thank you, Nick, so much for coming on this episode today. It's great talking to you. Um, yeah. You have a lot of insightful thoughts about politics and music. Definitely respect your opinion a lot on both of those subjects. Um, so it was great having you on, talk to me and Alex about it. Um, if you want to plug anything, uh, where can they find you? Or like, what do you want people to read or whatever? I would say read the end of policing by Alex S Vitale. It's free. I think on Verso books. Mm. Um, if you're like, if, if you're someone that's like kind of on the, Ooh, Ooh child. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if, if you're someone that's kind of on the fence about like abolishing the police, definitely like look into that. Um, I don't really have any social media to plug just because uh, I, I don't really make anything. I, I don't really have anything to hawk under other than myself, but I would say, um, you know, I've 
my leftward drift started with podcasts. So if I could plug like, um, really like Chapo Trap House and Truanon and uh, there's one called Champagne Sharks that's really good too. And you know, it's, it's a lot of talking about politics from a leftist perspective, kind of poking fun, but also like poking fun at the absurdity of so much stuff yeah. that, that's in the news, but also saying like these things are like symptomatic of a, a society that is fundamentally broken. Yeah. You know, and the only way that we're going to fix that is by not just voting, but, you know, engaging with people, going out there and really, you know, trying to enact the change that we really want to see. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that I that's the only thing I can hawk. Podcasts are the future. Uh, you heard it here first on a podcast. Sheesh. And uh, all the audio only listeners, we're all wearing top hats, too. Koku's yes. is actually so long that it's like it's not on screen. Up in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps like knocking it against the ceiling. It's crazy. All right, Nick. Thanks for um, coming <laughs> on once again. Um, yes, yeah, Alice Koku podcast. Yeah, um, thanks for listening, y'all. We appreciate it. Definitely. And do. also, if you haven't yet, like, follow, subscribe. I said like, like, like it's easy. Rate them on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yes. Rate them a five-star Yo. review. You still Yo. got incentive of that, was it a freestyle? Yeah, we said we were going to freestyle. <laughs> also, you will get access to Koku's OnlyFans. If OnlyFans. You subscribe. And the discount code. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, y'all know this, but we're wherever you can find podcasts and uh you know, also, you can support us, too, at the link in the description for this episode. So if you're trying to if you're trying to amplify black voices and uh, support black pockets, mm. uh, Koku and I have some empty black Very pockets, empty that, pockets. Could, uh, <laughs> that could use your coins. So, yes. uh, you know, if yes. you're, you're feeling guilty and want to give, feel free. Go ahead. Go ahead. We are willing to accept. But I'm Koku Asamoah. I'm Alex Lewis. And I'm you was. Oh, <laughs> Nick, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that part wasn't for you. <laughs> but go ahead. We got Nick Yuhaz. That's <laughs> Koku Podcast. Peace out, everyone. Good night. Good night. <laughs>